On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with my friend Greg Mazza, and he shares just some incredible insights about what it takes to build the business that he's been able to create and how it all starts with the energy and the things that you bring in to your everyday life. So super powerful. And if you're looking for more results in your business, he's going to tell you exactly how. So let's dive in. But first, the intro. In order to become the best version of ourselves, it requires creating great habits. It is not just what we do every day, but also how we think. Join me and my friends as we dive into all things personal development. My name is Nick Monatarvis, and this show is all about helping you grow in both business and life. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. We are back and I am fired up and excited for this next guest. It's always awesome to bring uh, unique individuals with great stories and, and just especially when, you know, and I'll share a little bit as we get into this more, but kind of the, the first exposure I had of you and now the fact that, you know, you're able to, to be on the show and we're able to talk and connect is so awesome. So Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nick. I'm super excited to be here. So I, I've enjoyed watching your journey. I, I've shared that a few times. And, uh, you, you know, so when you ask me, like, hey, would you be? I'm like, heck yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, I appreciate your time. So real quick, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do and who you serve. Yeah. Um, so who am I? That's a that's a very, very <laughs> loaded question. But I'll give you the the, the quick and, and dirty. So First and foremost, I'm a dad. I've got four amazing, amazing girls that are like the, the light of my life, and and they're they're my motivation. They're my driving force. Um, if you would have asked me, like when in my 20s, do you ever want to have kids? I'm probably like, probably not. And here I am, four girls later, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, so th that's the light of my life. But I started, um, as you may know, <clears throat> I started a home care business. At this point, it was about 15 years ago. Um, like you, Nick, I was trying to figure out what I want to do. And, you know, I had this itch for my entrepreneurial journey. Um, and at the time, quite frankly, didn't have the guts, like, you know, it was like that fear of the unknown. Um, and, and I know you do like this personal development podcast and that's kind of what, what triggered it for me. You know, I, I used to read Tony Robbins, um, and I ended up going to a, T. Harv Eker, I don't know if you've heard of him or worked with him before, but uh, he had this, uh, it's called a Life Directions uh, seminar that I went to. <clears throat> and in that process, I started figuring out like, what do I really want, right? How can I serve people um, in being in a business or being in an industry where I, I can actually help people? So I started a home care business, right? And I also wanted at the time, because it was right getting close to the time where 2006, 2008, when the, the housing burble, burble, the housing bubble was pretty much about to happen. And my prior business was the mortgage business, believe it or not, mortgage and real estate. And, and I enjoyed it, but it didn't, I didn't wake up in the morning like, yes, I'm going to get someone a mortgage. Woohoo! Right? I didn't get that. So I was like, I want to start a business. I want to do something where I can help people. And I've always had this like, deep love and connection for the elderly, I really did. Uh, my grandparents, when I first moved to Florida, were were a big part of my life. And um, you know, I watched my grandmother as she was aging, and then my parents eventually retired and moved down, and they were helping her. And she refused to move into assisted living. She refused to move in with my parents. Um, and my mom was like back and forth and back and forth to her house, um, and just she did it because she loved it, but it was a overwhelming. It was a lot. My grandmother didn't drive. She didn't even know how to write a check, like all these things. And um, we didn't know about home care at the time. So fast forward, I'm starting my journey. And I'm like, I, I met with a broker and I found out about home care businesses. I'm like, that's it. I'm like, that's what I want to do. So I started a home care business. <clears throat> um, and, and even when I started it, Nick, because now I'm on a, a different journey. Even when I started the home care business, um, I knew that home care for me was like a stepping stone. Um, I knew somehow, some way, because it's in my blood of like being able to like coach, consult and, and help serve people like with business and personal development 
I'm like, that's me. Like, that's what I want to do. So about three years ago, um, after we sold our home care business, um, I started doing coaching and consulting in the home care space. And here I am. Now I get to serve entrepreneurs and business owners and home care owners and help them avoid some of the many mistakes that I made running my business. So that's longer than I expected, but that's my story. <laughs> no, yeah. And it's so, it's so great. And it's so cool to, to see that. Cause you know, from my perspective, you know, I, I was working with Steve and so, you know, you were just like the other guy, you know, like the competitor, you know? Yeah. So that was always like the pers the perspective I had of you of just like, Oh, that's Greg, the competitor, you know, we gotta, <laughs> yeah. we gotta be better, you know, or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was so great when we were finally able to connect and, um, you know, just be like, just regular guy, you know, just a normal just guy trying to help people. Me a little bit. It humanized <laughs> me. So now, you know, I'm human. I'm just another guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing when you realize that, you know, <clears throat> there's no competition. I, I personally believe that there's, there's no there's competition. Enough out there. There's yeah. Enough out there. Yeah. Um, and so for, for you and, and kind of like this journey and you mentioned, Tony Robbins and, you know, developing and, you know, what, what was kind of, what are some of the big habits and personality, yeah. like things that you've developed to be able to achieve the success you've been able to achieve? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a very good question. And, and in truth, there's so many, I mean, there really is. It, it's, it's a never ending process. Right. So, so if we're going to talk about Tony, Tony has something he calls the, the can I principle C A N I. And it stands for constant and never ending improvement. Right. And, and to me, that's what this life journey is about. It's about constant and never ending improvement and, and, you know, and being transparent, there are times where I was on and off the, the personal development bandwagon. And, and I, I used to have this, thought like once i do this then i've made it there right and i can stop and and then i had another <clears throat> mentor that i started working with a couple of years ago and he really like drilled home this lesson he's like you've got to stop stopping um he's like there is no like oh i've made it <laughs> it's like you're constantly getting better. Even Tony Robbins, I saw him live a couple of years ago at a, at a Russell Brunson event, um, a ClickFunnels event. And, and uh, he was telling a story. He said, you know, this kid came up to him at one of his events and he's like, Tony, I'm coming for you. And Tony's like, okay, come on. He's like, because right. I'm at the time, what Tony was probably 58, 60. I don't, I don't remember how old he was. Right. So Tony's like, and this guy was about 20 years younger. He's like, okay, good. I hope you get here, right? I hope you get here. He's like, but, but I just want you to know, like, once you get here to where I am, I'm going to be over here, right? Just to re reinforce that principle of, of this constant and never ending improvement, that this is a process. This is a journey. And we, each one of us, we start somewhere on our own spectrum, right? So like where you are right now, Nick, right? We, we all start from a different place, right? Depending on our upbringing, what we've done. So I guess one of the lesson number one is, is to stop stopping, right? To, to recognize that there is no destination per se. Like you can set goals, but once you reach a specific goal, guess what? There's another one out there in the horizon. And, and I believe as human beings, you know, we are constantly evolving, but that's a choice. Some choose the path of doing it and some don't. And I've chosen the path and, and you know, when I first started, the path happened because of, I don't wanna call it trauma, but just negative experiences, right? So I uh, broke up with my girlfriend in college and I was just like, all this stuff happened and I'm like, it was so painful. I'm like, gosh, why? And I, I'm really introspective and I'm like, you know, why do I do this? And why do I behave this way? Or why did I, you know, have this pattern? And I would go read a book. Like one of the books I read, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. It's a good book, but it helped me. And I'm like, wow, cool. Like my patterns are getting a little bit better. And then I read Tony's book, Awaken the Giant. And I think I told you off camera uh, when we talked last time, 
this was in college and I, I sat there and I typed up like all the notes from the different lessons and I did all the exercises. Um, but I saw a shift, right? I saw a shift in my own personal behavior and my quality of life got better. And then for those of you that are entrepreneurs or business owners, like my income started to get better. And, and then I just, I've been on this journey at really ever since. And like I said, I've taken some gaps, but now I'm in a place where it's like, all right, I've got big goals. And, and the only thing that's limiting me from my big goals is me. It's, it's just a reality, it, you know, it's like taking, so I guess this is, you're asking me like, what are some of the big lessons? hundred <clears throat> percent responsibility. I am a hundred percent responsible for my life. The good, the bad, the ugly. Once you recognize that you are hundred percent co-creating your own life, you can't blame anyone else. You can't be victim. It's not the environment. It's not the circumstances. It's not your upbringing. It's not like all these things we have a tendency as human beings to make up these stories about why we aren't where we want to be in our life. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is, is that there, there's no one else to, to like, I don't want to say blame because there's no blaming. We are where we are. We like, like, we don't have to judge where we are. We just are where we are, but it's so um, freeing <laughs> to recognize like, okay, well, if I don't like my circumstances, I have the power to change it. I do. Yeah. And you do too. And, and like, and anyone that's really listening to this, like we have the power to change our circumstances. And, you know, it was just a lesson. Like, a, a, you know, I don't know if I was brought up like, like I love my dad. My dad's amazing. He, you know, he'd have these conversations of talking about like this and that and, and like these external things. And I'm like, as an adult now, um, I'm like, all those things can still exist, right? Home care owners, what they're dealing with is they're dealing with, um, you know, unemployment and COVID unemployment and how people are incentivized right now. They're, they can make more money to not work, right? And you know, because you're in the space, you know that it's a big, big, big pain point. So, like all we can control is what we can control, right? Now, in that situation, maybe we can send letters to the governors and you know politicians and whatnot, and that's probably the extent of what we can do. We can you know do our best to reach out to politicians, but still have a limited amount of influence there. And trust me, it can work. I have somebody that I work with closely, and um, they had success with you know influencing the, the governor and they are pulling out of the uh, coronavirus relief unemployment um, a little earlier than what they were intending to. So, so there is a little bit of power there, but, but all, you can do what you can do. And then once you've done that, then it's out of your hands, right? It's like, so in, in home care, it's like control what you can control, but then you just, the outcome, the result, like if it's not where you want to, you keep tweaking and reiterating, but there's only certain things that we can control. Can we get better in our recruiting process? Yes. Can we make a, a you know, COVID unemployment stop? Maybe, you know, probably not. We don't, unless we have a lot of influence, but probably not, but complaining about it doesn't change the outcome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I guess the lesson for me is always like, control what I can, right? And, and typically the main thing I can control is my response. Mm. I can't necessarily control like caregiver calling off or no call, no show. I can respond to that and I can get better at making sure that they're gonna show up, maybe doing a, you know, I'm just making this up on the fly, do a validation call like, hey, are you definitely gonna be there? We can set up a software time tracking system so we know if they check in or didn't check in within 15 minutes. Um, we can change our culture, you know, we can change our policies. <clears throat> but that particular instance, 
they didn't show up, I can only control certain things. And you and I know that in this industry, unfortunately, that's going to happen at some point, right? Someone's going to have a no call, no show. And, and even though it's frustrating and, you know, it's for me, it's like my reputation's out there, but I can only control my response. Mm-hmm. And what I find is that a lot of times people get caught up in the, the emotion of it, of like, gosh, it's happening. And don't get me, I'm not going to sit here and say I was perfect at it. I never got overwhelmed. I never got stressed. That's a lie. Of course I did. Right. But along the way, I got better at dealing with things. <laughs> and, and I started looking at each experience as a gift. <clears throat> And you're like, some people are like, you're crazy, Greg, right? How is it a gift that the caregiver no call, no short? Or how is it a gift that, you know, this key employee just left? And like, it, it to me, it's just how, how we look at stuff. And I started looking at things like, okay, instead of things happening to me, they are happening for me. And it's giving me an opportunity in most cases to learn and to develop and to evolve and to get better. And even though some of those lessons are painful, <clears throat> I've got enough repeated uh, experiences of, of like uh, these pain points that have forced me to grow. And, and I don't know about you, Nick, um, some of the best lessons that I've had, some of the biggest growth that I've had in my life came was triggered or was the catalyst was like this pain, ex painful experience. So <laughs> I know you're a bit younger than me, but I, you know, I can assure you, you're going to hit bumps in the road in your entrepreneurial journey. I will tell you that somewhere <laughs> along the way, somewhere. Yeah. It's never smooth sailing roses the entire way. Yeah. I mean, even just from some things when I was first getting started before I even launched my business, I was doing side hustle stuff. I had some things that happened that were just like, I almost got sued in one of the first things I had ever done, like doing video work. I mean, just like, yeah, in, insane stuff, but it's so awesome. It's so interesting that you're bringing up this example, you know, like taking ownership and, and the perspective of how you see things. Cause I literally read a story in, um, soup for the soul. Have you ever read? Um, so I've been reading those at night. And the, the basic, like the story is like, you know, if you get a flat tire and you have two choices, either you're angry and you have a flat tire or you're happy and you have a flat tire, either way you have a flat tire. So you can choose to be frustrated or you can choose to look at things differently. And, you know, I love how you were talking about just, you know, using the caregiver recruitment example is like, how can we improve <coughs> this process? You know, mm. you're going to go complain in a, in a Facebook group, is that going to make you feel better? Is that going to help anyone else perform better at what they're <laughs> doing? Or can you look at this as, Hey, this is what happened. And this is what we're going to do to improve and just continue to look at that process. Cause there is always going to be something that we can do. That's going yep. to help us improve. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's been part of the journey It's even like, <clears throat> it's funny to bring it up. It's like, even with how I teach customer service. <clears throat> One of the greatest lessons that I learned when it comes to customer service, especially when something doesn't go as planned, is just to take 100% accountability. Right? I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to share the truth of the experience. Like, here's what we did. <clears throat> and, right, so I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. And this was so frustrating. <clears throat> but, it is what it is. There's nothing I could have done that I, I was like, where's the lesson in this? Because I was like, when something happens, I'm like, where's the lesson? What can I learn from this? Most of the time I can pull something out. Sometimes it happens later. And on a very rare instance, I, 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 ha I didn't find the lesson, but usually there is one. <clears throat> and we had a client. And so I, I had sent up two caregivers, good caregivers, one was a little newer, but it was simple, something as simple as just getting to the house, like literally getting to the house. There was construction, so MapQuest was gonna show up different. Like I, I, I did two or three different things to make sure. So the first caregiver, um, I think I just told her, hey, it's gonna show up a little bit differently. And she ended up being like 30 minutes late. The next caregiver, 
I, I, I was like, I want to make sure you understand this. But like, so I took a lot, a lot of time. <clears throat> she ended up being like 30, 40 minutes late. I didn't take it to the, this extent. I guess I could have and should have. The third one, I was like, I mapped it out for her. I emailed it to her. I called her. I like, I was like, here's how you get to the house. It's going to have leave 15 minutes early than you think you're going to have. So I went through this whole process and she ended up being who knows 30 minutes 40 minutes late and by this point the, the client's just like i'm we're done <laughs> we're like we're done like literally we're done <clears throat> and it was a good case it was just like gosh it's so frustrating i'm like i'm like what else could i could have done what, what else you know what can i you know is there anything i can learn from this experience but at the end of the day i I knew I, I or at the time I felt like I did what I can do, what was reasonable. I, at the time, I wasn't in a position where I could go pick her up, take her there myself. I don't remember why, but I just wasn't in that position. <clears throat> and, you know, those things I used to take a little bit personal because it's like, I hate, I hate um, disappointing people. It's just my personality type. It's like, I hate disappointing people. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, I could have stayed in that. I could have wallowed in it. And I, I really believe we are we're energetic creatures, right? And I, I liken this a lot of times to sales because that, as you know, was a big part of my background was like sales and recruiting. I did recruiting sales as well. But I would notice, right, if I was having a bad day, Right. If I was just having a day where just things weren't going right and people wouldn't see me, I wasn't getting the results that I wanted, <clears throat> and I let that impact my energy, the rest of the day would often just be bad. Right. Because I'm bringing like this, oh, it's almost like it's a, this invisible dark cloud over me. And I let it impact my emotions and my energy and like what I bring to the table. Um, but if I shift my energy before a call, right? I'll give you a perfect example of this. One of my favorite things to do would be when I was doing the selling for my own business, towards the end of the day, it'd be like a long day. And I'm like, ah, it's almost 4.30. Should I make another call? I'm like, I'm good. I'm feeling a little tired. It's hot. It's 90, right? We're in Florida, 95 degrees in the middle of summer. My back is sweaty. You know, like I can easily just call it a day and feel good about the day. But instead, I would shift my energy. I would shift my state. Tony Robbins talks a lot about shifting your state, right? And he, he shared something that he used to do before he, he'd go out on stage. And I'd shift my state. And I'm telling you, this didn't happen every time. But so many times when it was like the end of the day, and I'm about to call it quits, I would shift my state, shift my energy, go in and make a sales call. And that sales call would yield something good. Either it was a referral, an opportunity to come in and like present and do a you know lunch and learn or whatever you guys call it. And it's like I just kept pushing, but I would change my energy. And and I know I'm gonna bring this to 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 bringing this back around to what we were just talking about, so it makes sense. But like in any given moment, when something happens, we've talked about like being able to choose our response, <clears throat> and sometimes. And we are emotional creatures as human beings. <clears throat> we get caught up in the emotion. And sometimes we wallow in that emotion. I call it getting stuck in the muck. <laughs> That's my unprofessional term is getting stuck in the muck, right? Because stuff happens all the time. And if we get stuck in the muck and our energy is low, right? That's when stuff's not fun typically starts to happen. And at any given moment, we have this, opportunity to really choose our state and choose how we want to be and you know you ask me what are some lessons well tony talks about this like you change your physiology right so right now i'm feeling tired right i can get up i can start going like this i can you know start get, jump up and down a little bit like that will help you change your state and then it's also changing your state here how am i thinking about the current situation Right? Am I feeling bad for myself? Am I the victim? Am I like in that mentality? Or am I in a, which you're good at this. And, and actually, so one of the, your prior speakers, Gus, Gus, you know, he, I, 
I, I love Gus because one of the things I noticed about Gus is that he is in this consistent state of gratitude, right? And, and um, you know, he, he's a client. I know he's a client of Steve's too, but he's, he's had some really, really good success. And when, when Gus and I started, first started working together, and you can ask him, he, I wish he was, you know, you were doing him after me because his, his state of mind early was, um, he lacked something, right? It was some, it was just this, this lack of confidence. I was like, no, man, you are awesome. Like literally you're an awesome guy. And he started shifting his thinking and then he started shifting his thinking. And then he, his shift in thinking started changing his behaviors, right? And his behaviors of like going out and marketing and, you know, and going out and doing these things and building relationships, his behaviors started shifting his results. And then his results started shifting his confidence. And now he's becoming more and more confident, right? And then his confidence shifted his behaviors even more. And then his behaviors shifted his results. And he's had so much growth in his business. Mm -hmm. But it starts with here, you know, it's like our perspective, our beliefs, our energy, our state. And it's just, it's fun for me to watch this happen. Like, especially something like Gus, he's, he's such a good person, but his process, his practice, I just watch him. He's like, he's constantly in the state of gratitude <clears throat> more so than me. Like I, I'm a grateful person, but he's constantly in the state and I watch his, some of his posts and you too. <clears throat> and I just hope that you guys don't lose that. Cause that is, it's hard to be stuck in the muck when you're in a state of gratitude. Hmm. Yeah. It's a practice. You know, if we <laughs> practice it, then it becomes more, you know, consistent in the process. Now I do have a question. You mentioned it a little bit uh, about how we can shift our energy, but I guess I'm curious in like what you did specifically, like it sounded like you had a, a specific example when it was at four 30 and then something worked out. <clears throat> so I'm curious what you did. Well, it's, uh, it's silly stuff, but it's not. <clears throat> so I, I might put on some music that gets me pumped up when i was a kid it used to be like the eye of the tiger right right it wasn't that i don't even remember what it was when i was when i was listening to it um because this is going back 10 years ago but i'd get i'd put on some music right and then put on some music for me if it's the right music it'll get me in in like a little bit of a different state so my body starts to moving and then similar to the example with Gus, it's like, I did this a few times, right? Because I, I've had a lot of sales jobs. Like most of the jobs that I've had <clears throat> were commission only, but there was this formula that I would use, right? It's if I make enough calls, enough people will talk to me. If enough people talk to me, I'll get enough opportunities, enough opportunities. I'll get, you know, a, 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 like this all started with all the other sales jobs I've had. So I've done everything from selling advertising to staffing to mortgages. So it was always like, if you make this, I even sold vacations over the phone. If you make this many calls, this many will turn into potential opportunities. So I've always had this mindset, right? And then even in home care sales, I try to teach people and it, it is so true. When I watch my clients, the ones who tend to have the most success are the ones who stay consistent with their KPIs. Okay. so. I'm going to bring this to, 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 to closure so it makes sense. But if I didn't hit it, I just have this mentality like, hey, I didn't reach my call count for the day. So I had to do it. So I was like, I can go in there. And I, at this point, I knew a little bit about like energy because I had experienced it in other sales jobs. I'm like, I can go in there and just be like, oh, I got to make this last call. So I can go in there like that or I can be in a better mood, right? Because I, I would notice if I was in a better mood, I typically get a better result. So I did this a few times, <clears throat> whether it's music or just getting my mindset right. Like, okay, I'm gonna make this happen, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this into what is it that I want to accomplish with the sales call? Like, where am I in the sales process? What do I want to get done? So I change my energy, turn on some music, change my physiology, change my mindset. You know, stay committed to a, a discipline of like I'm gonna hit this because. I'm, this is what I said I was going to do. I'm, I'm going to keep my commitments, right? So that's a big life value that I live by is like, I want to keep my commitments. Now, am I perfect at it? No, right? Even with you, it's like, I swear I thought I, <laughs> I scheduled our, our uh, 
podcast. I was like, I didn't do that yet. Oh, right. So it frustrates me when I don't do it, but I keep my commitments. I'm intentional about it. So I was like, I'm going to make the call. I have a choice. I can go in with this like negative, low energy, or I can go high energy. One's going to get me a better result. So I'm like, all right, how do I change my energy now? Music, thought, et cetera. And I go in there with an intention and it typically would lead to a, a better result. So it's now reinforced my belief, right? So we're driven by a core set of beliefs. Right? In all of us, we have this belief. Some of them are conscious, some of them are subconscious, right? We don't even realize we're doing it. So we have these beliefs. Our beliefs lead to our thoughts. Our thoughts lead to our behaviors and our behaviors lead to our actions and ultimately our results. Beliefs, thoughts, behaviors, action, results. So I've had enough experiences of knowing that if I'm in a better state, I'm going to get a better result. So now it's it's almost subconscious. Like it's, a, it's now a core belief that if I'm like in a better state, I'm going to get a better result. And they, some people make fun of me. <laughs> like when I did a presentation at Home Care Pulse, they're like, Greg, what are you drinking over there? I'm like, nothing. I didn't even have coffee today. It's just, I just, this is just me. No, I think it's awesome. And I think it's about the, the, the circles that you're in, because what you're talking about, um, I hear all the time, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's what I'm hearing is like, yes, this is so awesome hearing it from you, you know, cause again, it's just solidifying the things that that have been said on this show that I have learned myself in, again, these common principles. Like my, my favorite thing about this show is that people come on and they teach similar aspects, but they're able to say it in a different way. And that's how people get results because it's this repetition of seeing all of these pieces that can make such a huge impact, you know? So I love that, you know, again, you're shifting the state. I mean, the biggest is like our beliefs and how we see things. If you're approaching the sales call every single time, like, Oh, Got a sales call. Uh, I don't no. want to like. How do you think you're gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Well, there. I'll I'll leave an add to that because um, at at the core, right? It, I I even when I work with people on sales, I even start with like, what's your belief around sales, right? Because people look at sales and business development as, <clears throat> um, you know, they think of like the the vision often comes up as like the used car salesman. Right. They're trying to force me to do something. I was like, I don't look at it that way. Like I, I look at it as like, I believe so much in my product and my service, especially when I was selling home care. But even now, like I believe so much in my service that I'm excited to go. I, I have a ethical and moral obligation to do everything in my power to get that service in the hands of the people that need it. So when I look at this next call, yeah, sure. There are days where I'm like, I really don't want to do it. I'm, you know, it's too hot. But my belief is that I've got something valuable. If I do not do everything in my power to go in there, knock on this last door, go talk to this last social worker with the potential that she's going to kick me out, right? But my belief is that she has to know about this. She has to know about my home care. Like we have, we had a wellness program. Like she has to know about it because it can help so many people. And that shift in, in like the intention behind it, just that alone changes my approach to selling. And don't get me wrong. There are legitimately times where it's like, sometimes I just don't feel like doing it. I just don't, I don't. But at the core, the fundamental belief is like, and that's what I tell people all the time. I was like, do you believe in your service? And if you do, you have a, ethical and moral obligation to do everything in your power ethically to get it into the hands of the people that need it. <clears throat> Amazing. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. It, it, and again, it goes to the idea in somebody may be thinking to themselves, I don't like sales or, and, and you were able to just like uncover it of like these, the, what it comes down to. If you don't like sales, it's because there's a lack of belief in your mm -hmm. own, 
product and service product that you're or service or, or, or like people are going to look at you a certain way or like there's all these underlying false beliefs. And, and um, when I work with clients, it's like, I can teach all the strategies in the world. I can show you how to do something, but if the mindset's not right, we're going to struggle. It's going to, it's going to be a little bit harder to get the result. So what's fun and which is interesting, what's unique about what I do is like, <clears throat> it's like, and I love it, it, you know, and that's why when you talked about this show, it's like, I, I was like, heck yeah. Cause I, I love this stuff. Like I've been <laughs> studying this stuff for years and, and I still have so much work to do, but it's like, I, I love this stuff because I know for me, so many times in my life, my career, it's the mindset that's hold holds me back from my next level of success. Not necessarily the strategies. The strategy helps for sure. But I can teach you the great strategies. But if you have the wrong mindset, it's just going to be a slower climb to get to where you want to go. And you, you really, in business and in life, you need both. You need the strategy, but you also need the belief systems. And and that's why what you're doing with this show is awesome because. So many people, like anything that they can learn or pick up, a new habit, a new way of thinking, a new belief system to help them in their journey for success is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, and it is. And, and it starts with the beliefs and then the beliefs go into the habits and the actions that are going to get the desired results. And it's so easy to just be like, I want the results. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but what's going to, What's going to get you the, the, yeah. these desired results and so much of what we do on a regular daily basis in, in showing up is going to change our state. I mean, like, you know, having Gus on, which was, you know, to circle back on that too, like the things that you were talking about are things that we discussed in the last episode. If you guys want to go back and listen to that. And, but it was, it was this, this state of gratitude, but being able to do that was this, this trickle down effect to everyone around him, everyone yeah. that he's encounters, the referral sources, his employees. And so just this mindset shift and attitude shift can completely change every single thing that you're doing. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause I talk about, I talk about this a lot with, um, with employees, right? So most people in home care, you know, you've got a handful, dozen, you know, some of some of my clients have a couple dozen people working for them, but for the most part, it's generally a smaller business, right? Usually under, I'm gonna say 20 internal employees. You have one person who is bringing this negative energy to the table, right? And it could be the owner, it could be the owner. It really generally starts with the owner, but sometimes it's not, right? And then you have an employee who brings this negative energy. And I think we've all seen it, right? Have you ever bought like a pint of blueberries and one of the blueberries goes bad? And then within a couple of days, you're like, oh my gosh, I got to throw out this whole thing because like it's gone from one to five to 10 to now like the whole pint is ruined. And it's the same thing when you have this employee who's coming to the table with like these negative thoughts and these negative behaviors and, you know, people throw out this word all the time and it's, it, it, it gets used a lot, but it's so important. It's like the culture of your organization, which generally starts with the owners, right? It starts with the owners. What's your mission? What's your vision? What's your values? You know, how do you live by those values? How do you hire fire by those values? It's a whole nother conversation, but <clears throat> Like I'll give you a specific example. We used to, with our employees, I went through a period because home care can be tough, right? You and I know, right? caregiver doesn't show up. You got a client who just will never be happy no matter what you do. <clears throat> and it's so easy to get caught up and to judge and to you know feel frustrated or feel angry and then talk bad about this person or this client. And I just wouldn't have it. I said, listen, we all have our stuff. Right. I'm not saying let this employee, let this client walk all over you. We set our boundaries. Um, we're also not going to talk negative about them. And, and one of the things I used to do is I used to have a little bucket. And if I heard negativity, whoever was speaking the negativity had to put a dollar in the bucket. <clears throat> and 
we that would either go towards lunch or something else but the goal was really to set the habit and the pattern of like hey we're not going to infect all these other blueberries because i don't want you infecting my internal team which eventually would affect my caregivers which eventually will infect my clients and the whole everything would you know we'd have to throw out the whole thing and i just it's it's so important to recognize that but the people watching this it's like it really generally starts with us you know what's the attitude that we're bringing to the table because we're setting the tone for everybody else and as a business owner as an entrepreneur as a leader you can't overlook that you know what what are you living by what do you stand for and how are you infusing this energy this these values into your company right and are they positive and uplifting or or not and pay attention to that because it's like this invisible force that happens it really does and the results you know it's so funny because it's like it's it is invisible right you can't see it per se but it's there and it can serve you or it can do the opposite in the case of gus and you know i i'd imagine at some point you know in, in your own business you will continue to keep that gratitude and that positive vibe and energy and you're going to start to attract more better things in your life right you, you can be as positive as you want to be and not take action but fortunately you're doing both right you got to have the right attitude but you have to take action too <clears throat> mm -hmm. so. yeah it, it's amazing what can do what you know from my my own journey and just practicing gratitude and seeing that shift and and what's amazing is when you do it yourself that it does have an impact on other people you know and to me that's the most incredible thing to be able to transfer you know even as a if you think about it from like a marketing perspective it's like you know people don't remember what you said they remember how you made them feel imagine what that could do on a you know an, an exponential level with friends family customers every single person that you encounter that that they feel better when they're around you and more grateful because of what you share and what you bring every mm -hmm. single time you know yeah. i love taking something like that and breaking it down to like where it's beneficial in your business but also yeah. you're going to be so much happier if you just live with gratitude anyway yeah I agree. And that's, I mean, that's part of why video is so powerful too. You, you, know, you didn't, you didn't, I, or maybe you were alluding to it, but it, it didn't seem like you were. It's like video can reach so many people and you can take these, these values and this energy. And I saw a post um, the other day um, from someone, she's not a mentor, but she kind of is um, Rachel Peterson. I don't know if you know who she is. She's big in social media, but um, she made a post, she's like, you never know who you're impacting. And it's true because there have been times where it's like someone will reach out to me out of the blue, but never saw their name. They've never commented. They never said anything, but they're like, Hey, I've been watching your videos for like years. And, you know, I took this one idea and it really helped me. And, and now like, I, I, I need some more help. Do you do coaching? Because in truth, I know you're going to be like, this is crazy, Greg. I really didn't promote a lot of my coaching, like most of my coaching, except for when I do events, most of my coaching has been organic. <clears throat> and, and that's the truth. And a lot of it was from video um, inside my Facebook group. I built a you know business through my Facebook group and video, right? Because I know that that's what you do. And um, just kind of circling back to this this whole gratitude piece, you know, a big part of why I'm like, hey, let's, I'll do this for you, Nick, because like in truth, when I asked you to do a training for the the recruiting program that had rolled out, you did it and you did it with gratitude. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do what I can to help Nick because I'm grateful for what you did. I'm like, just your attitude about it. I was like, I wanna help him. You know, so if, if, if this helps your people, awesome. I'm not doing this for me. I'm really not like, I'm genuinely doing this because, you know, like, all right, if it helps them do something like, and that's why I was like, Hey, we got to get you back on it, back into the group and do something because all of it stemming from 
what we're talking about right here is your attitude, right? Your energy and your attitude. I'm like, hey, Nick's a good guy, and uh, I'm going to do something to help him. I'm not looking for anything in return. You know, yes, I know you did that little video, and I hope it yields something for you. But I was like, I want to do something else. And it's all because of like that energy that you bring. <clears throat> so just want to share that. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And it is, it is an amazing thing. You, like you mentioned, like not realizing the impact that, that you're able to have, you know, and I've had similar experiences where, you know, I had somebody, uh, they're on my football team when I, I did like rec football yeah. and they came up to me and they're like, I watch all your videos. And I'm like, really? And no idea. You never liked, never commented, yeah. never reached out, nothing. And the, the, most amazing thing that she shared was that she actually passed on my messages to her students. And that to me was like, like the, the impact that you can have is so much greater than you realize by feeling willing to talk for two to three minutes on a video every week. Like what, what a small little thing that now trickled to one person to more people and the same thing can go with within, you know, your, your business and trickling it down to your employees. Like that's the bottom line. But what if, yeah. what if it trickles down to their spouses, their yeah. kids, then their kids, friends, and like yeah. this evolution that can happen when you're educating and empowering people through all of this. I mean, like, yeah people sometimes struggle in home care about content. It's like, Oh my gosh, like there's so much, it doesn't have to be, you know, a technical medical thing. Right. It, it can be like how to be happier, start your day with gratitude. That can be the content, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, it's interesting because one of the, <clears throat> I don't remember which survey from home care pulse talks about like the biggest challenges with caregivers. And one of them is believe it or not, is staying positive. Right. So, so for those people that are like looking to improve their retention, like one little thing, use video, right. And, and make sure you have these very simple messages for your caregivers, even if they're filtered in with educational stuff, but mix it in with like stuff to like, Hey, if you're having a bad day, do this. Right. Or like, here's how you, you know, stay positive and upbeat. And for me, because I've always been into personal development, um, like we didn't use as much video at the time, but like just the, our way of being and training our caregivers, like we incorporated some of this stuff, not just to help them become better at bathing and dressing. It was really to like help them improve their life. Right. And, and the impact that that could have and the trickle down that you're talking about that it can have on their quality of life, because like, I have this core fundamental belief that in, in some shape, manner, or form that we are on this earth to serve, <clears throat> you know, and we all have a gift, regardless of what, like, people will look at me, Mick and I were talking before this, and it was like, when I look at my videos from years ago, I'm like, oh my gosh, is that me? <laughs> but even then, I'm like, there was some gift that I had that I could offer, and, and everyone that's watching this, you all have a gift. It may be in different pieces or different areas, but we all have something that we can give. And I think one of the first steps is recognizing that and then figuring out how you can use that and share it the world and, and video is a great way to, you know, to do that because like you and I said, you don't know who's watching. You don't know who's paying attention. And sure there's strategies to get more people to see it. But the point is, is that there are people that are watching that you just didn't anticipate that you've impacted their life in one positive way. And that is where I think the, the greatest joy comes from with, with all of this. <clears throat> yeah. It, it's an, the, yeah. what's funny and interesting too, is that the adverse effect can happen as well. Like we talked about yeah. kind of like, you know, I mentioned like a, a Facebook group and, and you know, cause it, it, it happens where people like complain and, and it's in groups, it's just in general. And it's like, that's, that's an impacting people in a negative way. You yeah. know, I, I used to put a kibosh on it. Um, because for the same thing that we're talking about. And then the only reason why I stopped doing that is because someone said, Hey, it's kind of my only place I have to vent. I was like, all right, as long as we don't make a habit of it, 
right? As long as we don't want to make a habit of it. There are some people, like there's an example, a guy the other day um, posted in the group, and I think he was genuinely just reaching out for help. I did see that, and oh. I responded to to him as well. We oh, yeah, that's right. I think you did. And I think Man. he was genuinely re- reaching out for help, and I'm like, that was that wasn't a negative post to me. Yeah, no, that was no. a that was a cry for help. Yeah, basically. that was a cry for help. So it's like it's like how do I how do I balance that out, right? And and I I try to keep the positive and the upbeats, but and I used to be like, hey, don't 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 be don't be negative, but and I don't want them to be because I like I know that like once you start going down that path, it just you you it just like it snowballs. So I haven't quite figured out how to balance that piece with managing the group because I want people to come. They're all, that's what they say. It's like it's one place they can come to, and I feel safe. I'm like, all right, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, and okay. that's an amazing thing that you've been able to develop in, in creating a community like that. I think I think it's important that if you are having a struggle, that that we're able to shift it in itself so like let's say somebody complains about something but it should end with but i am going to do this and i'm changing my mindset around this and so it's like we can vent and post things that maybe aren't super giddy positive but unless you're having a solution to what you're complaining about or shifting it to what you're going to do to feel better then it's it's not as helpful right yeah and and unfortunately with you know, with Facebook is that we don't know what's happening on the other end, right? So, so like in, in the idealistic world, 100% agree with that. Like I would love for them to say, hey, I got this. And then there's, you know, there's the, hey, I'm sorry. And have you tried this? And you have tried that and you have tried that and here's some solutions. And then I'd love for them to come back and be like, and sometimes they do, hey, this was really helpful. Thank you. I'm going to do this. You know, I feel so much better now. Like that's what I hope, but they don't always come back and post it. It's just, we don't know what's going on for them. The hope is, is that you're right. It, it, it leads to like I venting, I got it out, I've got solutions. And now I'm back on the, the positive path of, of like shifting this, coming back to what we just talked about at the very beginning, which is a hundred percent responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right? That's like one of the biggest lessons you've asked me, like, what are some of the, that, like so if, if anybody is watching this or listening to this podcast that happens to be in our group and you're someone that's vented before hey that's awesome i hope that out of all of this that there's one thing that you can pull out of this podcast and apply it to your own life which is like 100% responsibility right mm-hmm. and and it's just that piece is so liberating because it's so disempowering to say Hey, this happened and it's because of this and that and that. And it, and it, it just, it gives our power away. And, and that in and of itself, it keeps us stuck in this cycle of what I'm going to call victimhood, mm. right? I'm the victim. No one here is a victim, right? Well, uh, let me rephrase that. We may have been a victim at some point in our life to something, right? Trauma or whatever. I, I was personally I'm not going to get into that at the moment. I'm happy to share it another time, but we can stay in that, right? We can stay in that victim mentality or we can take a hundred percent responsibility. And that's, I think what we're talking about here is like, even when you post like this happened and you have that negative feeling, I don't want you guys to like, not, I don't want you to bury your feelings, right? We have to, this is one thing I work, I work with a life coach and uh, you know, it's like I used to just probably just push it aside, bury, 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 and then eventually it's going to come out some way, shape, or matter, or form. She would say, "Feel your feelings. So feel your feelings, vent your feelings, whatever they are, but don't stay in them, right? You got to release them, and then I, in the idealistic world, you you take that and then you shift it to feeling empowered and saying, "All right, I feel X." And now these are the, the things I'm going to take, uh, the actions or the steps I'm going to take to improve my life. You know, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to take control of the things that I can control and then do that. <clears throat> yeah. Love that. Oh man, that's super powerful. And I think a great place to, to kind of, uh, wrap things up in, in just, <laughs> I mean, this whole episode was so amazing in the, 
idea of being able to shift ourselves and what it takes to be able to shift. And by making shifts in our own lives, shifting our state is what generates the results in, in so many things. And, you know, to recap a little bit, I love that you talked about the, the, the constant and never ending improvement. Can I, I'd never heard that before. So yeah. that's something I, I hope I can continue to remember. And, um, and talking about stop stopping, you know, I think yeah. that's, that's such a, such a quick, oh my gosh, like, yes. So simple. Stop stopping in, <laughs> in the sense of if we set our goals, but don't have another goal that's bigger than when we achieve the goal, we're like, Oh, all right, well now what? And I, and I did that. Like when I moved to San Diego, that was such a big goal for me that I was kind of like, Oh, now what, you know, (laughs) it kind of was like in a, in a little stuck point, you know, I've done it too. Trust me. I've done it for two for different things. Yeah. Um, And I think it's, it's such a good reminder in, and just continue to keep moving forward, keep growing, you know? And then you mentioned like, again, taking responsibility. I mean, what a powerful thing in, you know, and, and I've had other guests speak about this too, because it, it is, it's so powerful in removing this, this victim mentality and being, and taking the outside circumstances and being like, oh, this is that. It's like, it's you, it's always on you to make the best decision and, and, how can you improve? How can you take the the next step? And, you know, we can blame outside things, but does that actually help? Does that make you feel better? Does it get the results that you, that you want to get? And I think that's the biggest thing, even tying it back into like the Facebook post is like, does it really make you feel better though? Like I, I get it, maybe the safe space, but there's a lot of people you could connect with in that community. You could do it privately with somebody else that understands the struggles. You know, does it need to be done in a public forum with 2000 people that you're influencing, you know, I think you're almost, I think you're like 3000 now, you know, whatever it may be, um, which is amazing, but that's, that's the other aspect that is that, is that beneficial to other people? Because now you're, now you're being selfish, right. In a certain degree, um, you know, is that the purpose of this group, you know, what's the purpose it's to help and support each other. Yes. So if you need support, you can connect and network, but you know, not to, keep going, you know, beat a dead horse. But, you know, the other thing you mentioned that I think is, is so awesome is like, everything is a gift. You mentioned that everything is a gift and, Mm -hmm. you know, taking the time to see things as an opportunity instead of something that happened to me, because Mm -hmm. every opportunity, every failure is an opportunity for you to learn. And, and that's where that comes in is how we're seeing it. It's like, that's the gift is the, the lesson. So that yeah. if this happens again, you now have the knowledge and the insight to be prepared for it, you know, and you're just never going to be prepared for every single thing. We need to have these struggles, these failures. I've had many. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's sometimes people like try to overshadow their failures, but that's, you know, what eventually positioned me for success in my business. It's like, I, I had to fail. I did. I had to fail. I had I had to ha- go through my failures in order to become the person I had to become to achieve the vision and the life that I wanted to create. Yeah, I love so, that. Yeah, because again, you it's the failures that change the person, not the failures that create the business. Right. It's 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 you that needs to go through the failures. You know, like if you, if you just had someone come and build your business for you, then you wouldn't have the growth that that's necessary to be the person that is going to need to run that, you know, big business. Exactly. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. And then the gratitude and, and being able to, to shift our energy and shift our state, you know, all of these things is, you know, gratitude is a great way to shift our states in, in that degree as well. When you're like not feeling great, how are we setting us up? You know, how are we creating habits, whether it be, starting your day with gratitude and gratitude journals or before you go to sleep, thinking about the things you're grateful for. These are things that shift our state so that when we wake up or we go throughout the day, we fulfill that environment. We bring that energy to everyone we encounter to help us get the results we want by bringing in the energy that we want to be. 100%. Yeah. The last thing is, um, what's the best way for somebody to um, get in touch with you, reach out to you? Um, well, I think 
so there's a couple ways. I think if if someone's listening to this and they're not part of the group, get on Facebook. Even if you're like, I don't use Facebook a lot, get on Facebook just for business. Like just to be in the group, there's a search function. You can look up everything from like recruiting tools to whatever, like um, software. Like there's so many tools and resources inside the group. So one of the first places to get a whole bunch of resources and assets for free is inside the groups so of search um, home search Facebook groups for home care breakthrough solutions for service providers. Like that's the best place to be. And we got a whole bunch of free guides that we give away, a recruiting one, a, a sales one. Um, but the other way is you can always email us, Greg, G-R-E-G-G at homecarebreakthrough.com. Uh, Greg at homecarebreakthrough.com. Our website, homecarebreakthrough.com. And then if they want to call us, they can call us too. It's 813-785-3851. Um, so lots of different ways to get in touch with us. Um, but yeah, this was, this was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, like I said, I'd love to be able to promote your podcast to, to our group. Yeah, we're open to it. absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, this has been a super powerful episode and I know that everyone listening can take action on the things that you heard today and get out there, make it happen, shift your state. And remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, one more thing. Sharing is caring. If you receive value from today's episode, share it with a friend so they can enjoy it too. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thanks for listening. See you next week.